for a moment, this black glass panel screen, it flickered from the the level select to a three-eyed digital face. But Potentia and Meredith, you find what looks to be a large um, slab of stone that uh, has carvings on it. Peering through the poster, there's a light through a crack in the wall, and you see yourself peering through. I'm going to put my fingers to my lips and push the card through. And now we continue. of you are currently in elevator a nicer elevator than the one you were in previously and it has started to ascend without any input um you sit in this elevator hearing some strange alien music uh play through the strange and running out of and running out of space before we get copyright struck anyway uh you get to a a floor you're not sure which one because there was no indicator on the screen mm-hmm. and the doors open to reveal uh lights flickering on in a strange alien laboratory um there are all manner of weird devices whirring and spinning sparks arcing between electrodes but the thing that seems to occupy the largest space in this room are six huge tubes. Like floor to ceiling, floor to the 20 foot ceiling, easily 10 feet around tubes. Five of them are empty. One of them is filled with a brackish gray liquid and suspended in that liquid is almost an exact copy of the dinosaur you saw upstairs. That same gray skinned allosaur creature, long snake neck, tentacles for arms, the metal backpack and helmet adorning its head and it appears to be unconscious. Mm. In front of all of these tubes, there appears to be some kind of control panel with levers and buttons and dials. And sitting plugged in to these control panels are cubes, the same white cubes you've been seeing around. And there is one cube per, per tube. There appears to be another doorway at the other end, the opposite end, 
of this laboratory. Meredith is kind of going to look around and then she looks up up at the other two and goes, well, this isn't creepy at all. Potentia's like looking around and you can tell physically that she's incredibly unsettled by this. Um, And you catch her muttering to herself um, as she casts mage armor on herself because she Mm -hmm. does not like this Mm -hmm. at all. Uh, you don't know, like, it doesn't look like anything um, to you. You just feel a little further away from her than you did before, which you've often felt probably before in a, um, like, when you've naturally been walking around with her, um, mm-hmm. but you hadn't noticed that today. But you notice it's back now. Like, you're, it's that feeling of, oh, this feels more like normal. In a way, it's way. like you're walking next to Potentia with a fuzzy, with a Potentia wearing fuzzy a fuzzy, fuzzy, like jumper thing, and you're like just mm-hmm. brushing against your arm. But it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harold. So, are we to understand maybe that uh, the, whoever has our friends maybe uh, came from one of these tubes? I mean, that's what it looks like. I'm getting the picture that whatever is going on in this place, uh, which seems, I guess, to be a vessel of some kind, uh, isn't especially friendly. No, no. I mean, literally every room that we've walked into has just had this air of, she looks up at Potentia and goes, menace? Would you say menace? I would say menace. Tensha looks like she's fumbling for the right word, and it's the word that she comes out with is... It, it's unnatural. I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people are very advanced, so... I mean, who knows what their motives were for coming here. Maybe they didn't even mean to. Perhaps they sort of crashed, you know? Uh... Maybe. They seem to have done a lot of work if they've just crashed here. I mean, but if this is a vessel, who's to say that work wasn't going on, you know, en route to wherever it was they were trying to go? Or maybe they were trying to get here, I suppose. I mean, there are lots of possibilities. Is that even possible? Sailing through space? Well, I mean, we're here. Uh, Who's to say what's possible? I I mean, a lot of things are seeming possible all of a sudden. Yeah. Are we still standing in the elevator? Uh, You haven't walked into the room, I don't think. Potentia hasn't left left the elevator. Meredith is um, kind of peeking through the doorway. So I'm just going to look at the other two and gesture towards the door and say, shall we? Uh, I would, I guess, like to cast my eye across the room for anything overtly trap-like in nature. So this is perception or is this you're using the text traps around? Just, uh, just using my good old eyes. Okay. Um, well, your passive perception is, as always... Incredible. 
Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there does not appear to be any traps that you can see. The if you were looking for threats, mm. these cubes you've encountered around what you're now calling a vessel, a ship. Mm. Um, you've seen them around. They can be dangerous, mm. uh, but you've got a key card. And the last yeah. time you were attacked by one of these cubes, you flashed your key card. It looked at the card and then blew away. So then maybe they aren't a threat anymore. There's this creature suspended in this tube. It's you having fought one of these previously. You know it's dangerous, mm. but in its current state, you're unclear if it's dangerous. You'd have to do some investigating mm. to find out more. Standing from where you are in the elevator, it does not appear to be an immediate threat. Oh. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, I don't see any obvious traps or security devices beyond those we already know about. Um, uh, I don't suppose we want to uh, risk waking the the thing in the tube, though. I, I suggest we're pretty careful around that. Yeah. Should we try and stay quiet? I think that would be for the best. Uh... Uh, all right. Okay, well. Here we um, go. Give me individual stealth rolls. Mm. Let's do stealth. Oh my god. Harold. Ooh. 18. 23 for Meredith. Sorry, sorry, guys. Nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. <laughs> when <laughs> you roll a six, when you roll a six, can't do much better than that at this point. And that okay. dice out of my collection gets put temporarily in timeout. <laughs> no. Next okay. one. Okay. Uh, you're creeping through the lab and potentia. As you pass one of these uh, empty tubes, the control panel, um, you must just get a little too close to it. And the cube flashes purple, a color you haven't encountered before. And uh, origami-like, it unfolds into a four-fingered hand. I was say, the second it flashes purple, she'd take a step away from it because she's sensible enough to know that something changed. Okay. Um, regardless of We've had enough what's experience changed. with these She's cubes, just gone, right? nope. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it flashes and becomes a... Like it unfolds um, into like a four-fingered hand uh, with its palm kind of in the centre of the, the fingers. You know, the way a hand is. Um, but there appears to be a light coming specifically from that, that part. Sorry. Uh, in one of my other games, we had to describe fireworks. Now we're describing a hand. It's getting descriptive. Get descriptive right here in the day and day. Um, she's not. Basically, she's just going to kind of scooch. I'm guessing she's probably last of mm. the three walking Harold, across the Harold room. Harold would, would see that at the corner of his eye as well, because he'd see you like 
flinch, way. yeah, but yeah. more in terms of like in order. So she's gonna like move faster towards the others so that she's further away from it. Okay. You uh, know, like, I didn't touch it. Mom, I didn't touch it. But without orating that. Uh, I'm the only one with a key card. Yes. Uh, I suppose I'm going to assume I would see the purple given that it's a lighting. I will attempt to uh, put my key card into the cube uh, to see what happens. Or at least pres- was it in the or present to? Well, you had to put the keycard into the one in the paradox puzzle, but this one you present, just presented it last time. Then that's what I'll do. I'll present. Uh, I'll present that the keycard. Okay. Um. Give me a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. Yes, makes sense. Okay. Uh, saving throw. Okay, good start. So I rolled an 18, then a 9. Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Um, this cube launches itself at your head, Harold, mm. and wraps itself around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the purpose of this, I am going to uh, invite you to step into an alternate room with me. Awesome. Um, but I'm going to be here with Potentia and Meredith for a moment, and then I'll join you. Meredith and Potentia, you see this purple hand-shaped cube wrap itself around Harold's head, mm-hmm. and he collapses to the ground. Harold! I'm going to rush over and like try and pry the, the hand off his face. Uh, this thing has, has wrapped itself fully around his head, like enc- encasing his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, strength. I'm going to, like, <laughs> try and get the, the fingers away. Yep. Uh, and ath- uh, athletics. Strength? Athletics. Mm. Athletics? Okay, hang on. Gosh, that's plus zero. <laughs> Eight. It is It is on there tight. Like, it, you, you can't even can't get your fingernails between the seam. It's... Potentia, come help! <laughs> I will go over and help. Do you want me to roll it or uh, what are you doing i'm gonna try and help her prize it off okay, um give, but uh, it's up to you whether like i'm happy to make the roll if meredith wants to help me or mm-hmm. i can help her because we probably wouldn't do two rolls yeah so we'll be helping um, each other. meredith with potential coming and helping you give me another roll and we'll call that like we'll call the first roll with advantage now because you're rolling a second time oh that's much better 18 Okay, you you start to like crack it open, um, and some of this like this this purple light is spilling out, and you can like see there's a gap. Um, but Harold appears completely unre- unresponsive. Okay, I'm gonna um, let go, and then check to see if he's breathing. So I'm just gonna like lay my hand on his chest and just he's... double check because I can't hear him. Yeah. Um, he appears to be breathing. Okay. Is there any connection between the where the cube is or where the hand is and anything else? Like, is it connected to something? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, no, there's no wire or cable connecting the cube to where it was sitting. Looking yeah. around, can I see anything else that's started working, for want of a better word, because she wouldn't know what that would mean? Um, 
after, like, because of it grabbing onto Harold, mm-hmm. does she notice anything else that's in operation that, like, maybe that started a process? Mm. Um, there is a a light on this panel which is lit up that wasn't lit up before. Just going to go across to the panel and compare anything that's written on it to what she's got in the book to see if there's any, like... Or, and what she saw in the elevator. So, like, she would have worked out roughly, like, which floor's which, so probably numbers in a basic sense. Yes. Give me a... Cypher script used to be a skill. Uh, investigation will be this thing. 14 plus 6. Uh, the 20. Nice. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Meredith, yeah. what else are you doing? Meredith is um, kind of trying to shake Harold's shoulder. So okay. she's she's basically what I've done is I have made sure he's alive and breathing, mm-hmm. and now she's just trying to get a response out of him. Okay. She's going uh, through her first aid protocol. Yes. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So so you you're you shaking and you're calling out like what are you doing, Harold? Harold, can you move your hand? She's like holding his hand. Like, can you squeeze my hand, Harold? Not getting any response. Oh, buddy, are you okay? Um. Tensha, there is uh, one symbol in your book that matches one of the symbols mm-hmm. on this panel, and it's the symbol that has lit up. What else is on the page in the book that I've got where the symbols match? Like- okay, so in the book, you, what you're seeing is rude pictures of, of some of these dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and then uh, what you would equate to as like Alley marks. Okay. You will see in the book uh, there are six of these um, like allosaur shape, like crude allosaur shape mm-hmm. things, and there are six little dots next to it. Okay. Uh, she's not going to touch anything yet. She's just like thinking about it for mm-hmm. a second because her brain is half on trying to solve that and half on listening it, listening to Meredith trying to mm-hmm. fix Harold. Um, Harold's uh, like legs spasm um, in this, in the way, like have you ever seen like your pet, like move in, 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 in while it's sleeping? Like a dream kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It has that kind of movement. Tensha, he's not waking up. Um, Potentia's gonna go back across to Meredith and show, like, show her the book to holding it up so that you can keep doing whatever you're doing with your yeah. hands, but she's holding it up to you. This symbol is that symbol on the wall, and it's lit up now, but I don't want to press it in case it does something that I can't undo. Oh, we don't want to release the other dinosaur, right? Or put Harold into the dinosaur. Um,. Okay, I have something I can do. I can cast Dispel Magic, but I'm a bit worried about what that's going to do. Like, is that going to release everything? Is that going to hurt Harold? Is that going to do something that I don't want I it to don't do? I don't know if this is magic. We're in a very weird place right now. I can't what? tell if this is magic or if this is whatever. Well, Harold cast it on a cube before and it seemed to kill the cube. 
But if we kill the cube, is that going to do something to Harold? I don't know, Meredith. I've not seen anything like this before. She's being very matter-of-fact to you. She's not giving you mm. emotion right now. She's just, say like, giving mm -hmm. you information because she's seen you go into, like, medical mode before yeah. when, when we were in the cafe. And so she's like, the only the thing that is useful in a crisis with Meredith is to give her factual information, mm. and that is what she is doing. Meredith is going to sit back and, like, she's kneeling, she's got her hands on her knees, and she closes her eyes and takes a couple of deep breaths. She goes, okay. He's not responding, but he seems stable. I think we should wait for a few minutes. Okay. And if nothing happens, I'm going to try and dispel magic. So what Potentia's going to do is put the book down and stand up like she's watching the doors at both ends, like she's watching the lift and the... So she's going into, like, military precision monitoring mode. Yeah. Ideally, Ben, and I don't know if this is the case, behind where she's standing is a wall that's blank or, like, somewhere where she can see both ends without touching anything in the room but can see everything else. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Um, she wants to be able to see both doors at the same time. Yeah, but you can do Ideally that. with nothing behind her, but... Yeah. Meredith is just going to, like, hold Harold's wrist lightly and, like, just monitor his pulse for a bit. Okay. Make sure it... He's a yeah. human. We know what that BPM should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not trying, really to work watch. It, no. not trying to work uh, it out for no. us. No, no, we're a, human. We can do human. Human yeah. is fine, yeah. Human's yeah. fine. No, but she's just going to monitor his vital signs for a bit, yeah. just make sure that he's okay. I just had the thought, I wonder if D&D doctors have training like a vet where they have to get used to, like, different... Lots anyway. of different... <laughs> no, and I was thinking the same thing, and I think if and when you duck across to talk to, to Ross, who's not in this chat for those listening... Uh, you know, Joe and I will probably sit here nutting out the science behind that, which we could always release later, and I will talk to people yeah. about that at the end of the episode. Yes, but okay. <laughs> Back to the the moment. Yes, you're you're watching Densha. Nothing threatening seems to come, and Meredith, you're counting breaths and and heartbeat things, and you're keeping an eye on, on Harold. And he his he still has that like twitching, like dreaming movement um but he his condition remains unchanged and a few minutes pass meredith is going to cast a spell magic okay uh you need to make a dark arsa check so a roll plus your casting modifier hmm which for Just Meredith plus is charisma. six, right? Is that the spell attack or a spell the spell modifier? Because those numbers are different. Yeah, it's a modifier, so it's. Oh, uh, so it's plus three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Which I say that for clarity. That's a ten. Okay. Hey folks, Ross here. As always, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates as we find ourselves getting ever deeper into the true purpose 
of this moon base slash maybe moonship. I hope you enjoyed the last couple of episodes. That was a recording from our live Twitch stream. If you did enjoy that and you'd like to hang out with us more often, we are going to be making an effort now to stream more regularly. That might include doing the common room live from now on. We really enjoyed having that audience participation and maybe some other stuff as well. You know, maybe sometimes we might hang out while we're doing prep. We might be doing other things. We might even just be playing some games, you know, some other RPGs, computer games and that kind of stuff live. And we would love all of you to join us for that. Don't forget that you can help the show out a lot by talking about it online, interacting with us. We love chatting to you online as it is, and it just helps with visibility as well. You know, if someone asks for podcast recommendations, why not throw us out there? Uh, That really actually is how we get the word out and sort of grow the audience and hopefully reach more people with this podcast that we really, really enjoy um, making and hopefully you enjoy listening to. As always, you can check out our merch at merch.dndoctorates.com. And you can submit your mid-show messages and common room questions at dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Harold, you find yourself somewhere very, somewhere familiar to you. Not somewhere that you've been much, but you're in the the fields outside Feramastus mm-hmm. um, in the, the farming um, areas outside of Feramastus and you're walking uh, with your father mm-hmm. who appears just so much taller than you remember him being mm-hmm. and you look down at your own hands and they're just they're really small my hands your hands are really small mm-hmm you're also a lot you're a lot closer to the the ground and you think for a moment no but you've always been this size Mm. because this is because you're just a kid why would you why would Mm -hmm. you ever be bigger that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. but you're walking with your father through the through the grain fields and he he's meeting some some farmer for a business meeting there's up there discussing something about grain you you weren't really paying attention mm-hmm. but you decided he, he wanted to bring you along and he's getting into some meeting they're talking numbers and you're not really paying attention mm-hmm. but out of the corner of your eye you see something something was it a chicken some kind of creature darting into the cornfield and you decide to chase it and trying to to find this little creature in the cornfield you're 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 stalking this creature and then the cornfield begins change Mm. there's these these other plants these like ferny green lush plants and just for a moment you thought you heard someone else's voice someone in the distance Call out your name. Mm-hmm. But no, it, no, it was nothing. Mm. You turn back, and the cornfield's gone, and you're standing in a forest. No, it's it's lusher, deeper, darker, greener. It's a jungle. 
and you spot that creature, that that chicken. But no, it's not a chicken. It doesn't have mm-hmm. not feathery. It's scaly. It's green. Little two-legged lizardy thing, pale and kind of cute, actually. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um. Hmm. I guess I will follow. Uh, my my dad's here still, or now I'm by myself. You're by yourself. You look at you look around. You, you he, your dad was nearby, but. No, he's gone now. Mm. I guess I'll follow the chicken lizard. Okay. You follow the, the chicken lizard uh, into a bit of a clearing. And it appears to be like hopping around on a log, chasing bugs that, that you know, skitter past. And then there's a, a motion in the trees. Mm-hmm. You look up and there's this enormous green head sharp teeth this this huge creature and something flashes into your mind a memory of your uncle taking you to a museum it looks like one of those creatures the the, the what do they call it dinosaur mm-hmm. but they were, they were bones made of your uncle said made of stone mm-hmm. but this is made of this is flesh and blood and it's huge and it is here and it should see you, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to notice you at all. Mm-hmm. You're not hiding. You're just in the clearing. And then there's a rustling in the bushes, and five more of these little chicken lizard things come out, and they're playing. They're mm-hmm. they're pacing each other and wrestling, and you know having a, a, a good little time and then there's a strange sound in the air this this high-pitched noise it sounds so out of place and then chaos erupts mm-hmm. these strange cubes fly into the clearing uh, or they're they're red and barking and firing bolts of energy at the the larger dinosaur and some of them are turning purple and they're becoming hands and they're grabbing these little these little creatures mm-hmm. how, how do you react do i have any memory of being harold at this point or i'm, I'm literally um give me give me a wisdom saving throw yeah okay let's go plus seven. Oh, still not great nine no, you don't remember being Harold. Yeah. You don't remember being adult Harold. Hmm. I think young Harold would be very concerned for these creatures. Um, I think I will... I think I'll do that thing that all kids do where they're, like, looking for an adult. Mm-hmm. And should I fail to find one, um, I will probably look for, like, a stick or, you know, some kind of kid weapon. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, go after one of these cubes, I guess. Try and save these chicken lizards. Dinosaurs, okay. I guess. We, you, we've decided yeah, they yeah. are. Um, you pick up Dick and you hold it in your hand for a moment, but then it, it just slips almost through your hand and, and falls back to the ground where you picked it up. Mm. 
Give me a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Okay, let's have a look. All right, that's a 19 and a 23. That that doesn't make sense. That mm. that can't be. Are you in? You're in a dream. This can't. This 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 can't be right. Mm-hmm. You're not child. Mm. You're an adult. Yeah. But you still, you're still in a child's body. It, it hasn't, the the understanding of who you are and what what is wrong with the the situation you were in hasn't undone whatever has made you small. Mm-hmm. But you know that you are in in a, a dream or a memory. But this isn't your dream. This isn't mm-hmm. your memory. And you hear a voice coming from back behind you somewhere. Meredith's voice. She's calling your name. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, I mean, I suppose I'll look around see if I see Meredith. You look around and you see a bush of corn. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's almost a light, like a warmth coming from that bush. Mm. Well, I'll, I guess I'll head towards the bush. Um, but like concentrating on Meredith's voice, um, mm-hmm. I will probably call out. Um, uh, can you hear me? I I appear to be stuck. Uh, it's some sort of vision or memory or a dream or something. You walk towards the the corn, and it it seems to grow and expand and and become the field once more. And the the lush jungle fades back behind you, and you're a child running through the cornfield, and you you hear your father's voice mm-hmm. calling out your name, and you run towards it, and it's not just your father's voice; it's Meredith's voice. Harold, your eyes flicker open and you see kneeling next to you, Meredith. Meredith just kind of like leans back and goes, oh, thank goodness. What happened? Are you okay? I think I was pulled into some sort of, I don't know if it's like a vision or, uh, you know, like a memory of some kind. I think that these, whoever owns this vessel, I think they've been here a really long time. I, these cubes that we've seen were, uh, they were sort of, it looked like herding these, these dinosaurs, you know, like the fossils you, you've seen in museums and things. Like sort of trying to capture them, I think, or, or something. Uh, but. I get the feeling that obviously that that was a long time ago. I mean, dinosaurs are extremely rare, and they were there were a lot of them in this place. Uh, it, it almost seemed like there were mustus before the people arrived. Wow. Are you are you feeling strong enough to stand up? Yes. I, I mean, I'm I'm not hurt. Hurt. I, I I'm not really sure why the cube showed me this. Not feeling... But, um, you're not feeling lightheaded? No, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't appear to be harmed. Um, 
I mean, obviously a little disoriented, okay. but... Uh... Right. Well, let's get you standing up. Take it easy, okay? Yes. Yeah, no, of course. Okay. And um, she helps Harold stand. And is, like, watching him just to make sure <laughs> he's okay. Uh, probably, Harold, there's a bit of, like, tension on your neck. Mm-hmm. Where the the cube had wrapped around and like sealed shut. Mm. Might be the odd scratch mark from our fingernails trying to rip it off your face. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But otherwise, yeah, you you feel unharmed. Mm. Well, if you're feeling okay, we should we should keep going. Yes, I I, I mean, obviously, my theories around. These creatures being friendly are starting to uh, disappear rather rapidly, so... Um, yeah. Uh, there's nothing in here that, that would be helpful to us. Um, well, I mean, I mean, we haven't really looked around. We sort of got a bit distracted. Uh, understandable, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that um, symbol has uh, stopped going. Stopped going. Cool, I just wanted to, that's what I was going to ask. Um, and what she will have done is sketch the, like, quadrants mm-hmm. that, like, or whatever the, like, the little screen where that button lit up, like, sketched what that looks like mm-hmm. um, for her own reference for later. Okay. Um, if we can, we should really look around for more of these, um, you know, these keys. Uh, I don't think it's safe for only one of us to have one if one of us were to be separated, we might not have any more defences against those cubes. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know that we can spend that much time looking for them. Maybe if we just keep going and keep trying to find our friends, we should just keep an eye out? Yes, uh, hopefully. When Potential was scanning the room looking for things that, that like, reacted, mm. did she see anything no. key card-like on any? No. Yeah. So that's fine. I don't think there's anything in here. I had a look when I was looking to work out how to deal with that. Mm. Um, so I think we need to move on. Right. Okay, then. Uh, let's go. Okay. Moving through and then out of this laboratory, you come to a large double door that as you approach, open slowly. There beyond is a large unlit room that potential can see further into with her elf dark vision. Uh, the walls on either side of the door as you peek around the corner go off until potentially you cannot see like they go off 50 feet in either direction before they hit a corner and the ceiling as well is at least 50 feet high and right at the edge of your vision in the center of the room there is a pair or a throne of some kind there appears to be a creature sitting in it but it's it's right on the edge of your vision 
Meredith is just gonna like reach Meredith behind can't her. See that. Only, only Meredith can't see it. Meredith can't see it. No, 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 I, I know, it. I know, I know. Cool. Meredith is gonna reach behind her and touch the scroll of her viol, which is like just above her head, mm-hmm. um, and cast light on the scroll. So she's got a bit of a torch thing, mm-hmm. and she'll look up at Potentia and go, "Sorry." Uh, I think Potentia's Fine. dark vision sees further than the light illuminates. Okay, she doesn't know that though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, so for for Harold and Meredith, uh, this room, far as you know, is infinitely big in all directions because you cannot see mm-hmm. the the corners of the rooms or the ceiling. You cannot you you, mm-hmm. can, you can't see the the throne chair. Yeah. I guess um, we potentially get it. Potentially get a soccer mum stop you from. From stepping forward. Full, like, two arm. Nope. What is it? Just. One sec. Um. Can I clarify, Ben? Mm -hmm. How far can they see? Does that make sense? Like, I know what I can see. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far they can see. Let me bring up. Uh, until the spell ends, I don't know how cold of bright light in a twenty-foot radius and dim light for an additional twenty feet. Yeah. So we've got forty. So they feet. can see forty feet, yeah. and I can see sixty feet. Yeah. Um. She's going to. She's going to just sort of like bend down to Meredith. Bend down. Um. Because height differences are fun. Uh, I just whisper, be like, there's a chair in the middle of the room and there's some one thing in it. I know you can't see it. And she's like blocking half her eye to block out the very bright viol um, light as much as she can. But there's something there. Um, I know you can't see it yet. All right. She's going to put the hood of her cloak immediately over the light to douse the light and she looks up at Potentia and is like not so much douse it it's just like, like hooded, cover it. hooded lantern like, hooded lantern time yeah is it is it moving is it no um, I assume it doesn't appear to be moving give me a perception check Potentia me? yeah because you're the only one who could who can even see, see it, it. Yeah. Uh, 22 okay. 18 plus 4 okay um I have Harold level perception <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to be moving. It okay. It's it's it. It seems to be one of these. Maybe it's only. It's it's hard to tell because it's it's shadowy, yeah. like shadowy illuminated. Like it's and it's sitting in something. So it's 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 silhouette. Can I get a sense of how big it is? It's. Only is it Meredith sized? Is it it's, me it's sized? Your, it's, is it it's about, Bonin sized? No, it's about, like, it's about the same size as you, Potentia. But it, but it's bulkier. Like it's, it's one of these. So it's gore sized. Um, <laughs> no, bulky is possibly the wrong word. It's rounder. Hard to tell because of the the chair and it's. Mm, mm. It, no, that's fine. Could, like, I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's more how big it was, kind yeah, of. Yeah. It, it's it, the, and that it's not clearly. Well, moving. the chair is the kind. The chair sized for somebody your size. 
and it's not spilling out and too big for the chair Correct. is the point. Correct. Um, look, if you want to go and have a look, you can, but I don't know what going near it is going to do. Uh, well, what does it look like? Kate, Kate, the player, knows full well what it's going to do, but... Can, can we... I mean, I can't... There's there's a chair that it's in that's my sized-ish. Is it, I don't is know... Moving? I mean, it's I, not, not, not in any sufficient... Like, it's not walking around, if that's what you mean. It's can we... Sitting in a you, chair, or do you, do you think we can sneak around it? The chair, the 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 facing of the chair is towards you. Yeah, it. I mean, it's facing this way. I'm surprised it didn't see your light, to be honest. And if it did, then it hasn't moved well, yet. But I can't. Can I posit a theory? Uh, th- these creatures. Uh, Wait, that doesn't help. There are lots of creatures. Uh, the, the sort of slug-looking things built this vessel, and they travelled here. And they, for whatever reason, whether they crashed, whether they meant to come here, I don't know. But they, they're on the moon, and they send these cubes. They send these cubes to, to grab the dinosaurs. They're doing some kind of experiments on the dinosaurs, enslaving them or something. The dinosaurs escaped, appear to have killed these slug creatures. You know, we saw those people had locked themselves into the the rooms. They were hiding from something. I think it's quite possible that whatever's sitting on that throne or chair is is dead, uh, possibly killed by these escaped experiments, which, you know, could be to our advantage, actually, because if we're coming in here as friends, Perhaps these creatures have been enslaved and experimented on. If 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 we can somehow, I don't know, tell them that we're not on the side of the, their captors, maybe we won't have to risk fighting it. I mean, you know, it would be nice just to sort of get our friends back without too much fighting. But, I mean, that's just a theory, though. I, I Obviously, I, I don't know, but, I mean, just putting all these pieces together, it sort of seems like that's what's going on here. Hmm. I don't. I don't know that I want to take that chance. That that it's not going to be something that jumps out and attacks us. I mean, we haven't really had very much luck with that in the past, right? Potentia's going to take a f- five foot movement forward. Okay. Basically, stepping into two, the room. Two step. Okay. Stepping mm-hmm. into the room, but just so that she's getting a clearer view of what's in the chair, mm-hmm. not stepping into the room in our mm-hmm. like. Ta-da. Going into the room. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, just in a like. Ah, but like, just so that she can clarify what she can barely see into a little less. Yeah. Um, taking edge of taking a few steps in gives you some like a different perspective, like some parallax movement left mm, and right yeah. lets you see things move slightly from different angles. Um, in the same way that our two eyes let us see things, stepping a certain way to the side gives us binocular vision. Binocular vision. It's almost like I have two eyeballs in my head. Yeah. And then taking a step gives you a second perspective, like you're taking yeah. a, like a movement binocular vision. What? Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Something is there's something sticking into it. Yeah, this thing is one of those slug creatures. It's got you see, it's got two heads. Something is sticking into one of those heads, sticking out of one of those heads. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like it looks like a 
like a foot long cylinder is. Does it look like the foot long cylinder that I have in my pocket? No. It looks cool. like the a foot long cylinder, like a handle, is sticking out of handle out of this thing's head. Yeah. Um. The others can take from this what they will. She's going to take... Basically, she's going to edge herself forward until such a time that that thing might or might not move. Okay. She just wants to go and have a look at it, but she's doing it in such a way as to not arouse suspicion that she's going to attack it in case it does decide to move. Yeah. Moving closer to this thing. Yeah, it's definitely got something. Oh, that's, that's an axe handle. And that's an axe blade that's in its head. One of its heads. Cool. And there's... Oh, hang on. There's something else in the room. Something just on the edge of your peripheral. There's something... It's got a, got a vague like reflection to it. Something glass, maybe. A glass cylinder. Off to the side of the, the throne. You couldn't see it when you first came in, but as you're edging in closer you can yeah there's definitely a cylinder there a glass cylinder um as I say she's going to keep edging forward so the others can take from that what they will Potentia has moved at this point 10 feet into the room Mm -hmm. um so Meredith and and Harold with Meredith with your with your illuminated viol covered just using the light from the laboratory spilling into the room Potentia is starting to move like into that like you're just getting shadowy potential now mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow her yeah same yeah stick together mm-hmm. right <clears throat> but I'll whisper after her are you, are you sure this is a good idea no, but since when did we anything do anything that was a good idea? I mean, you're not wrong. Gonna like just kind of in that very quick turn around to talk to someone, quick turn back, then be like, we're on the moon, and just like turn back and keep going. Like, you know, there are no sensible ideas. You guys have got me stuck on the moon. Like, we're on the moon. Fair I point. don't know what sensible choices are anymore. Sensible given the circumstances. Sensible is relative. Okay, I get you. That's merch. Sensible is relative. Sorry, continue. <laughs> There's a a flash of light and it illuminates the room. 